the big bark. Listen up, dog owners. It's for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello and welcome to The Big Bark, Ireland's favorite canine podcast. I'm your host, Dara Burke, and I'm joined, as always, by my two canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. It's going to be a fairly short-ish kind of show today because Millie is giving out to me, uh, looking for a dinner. Now, just to let you know, it is actually an hour away from her dinner time, but as the evenings tend to get darker at this time of year, Millie seems to have this um, attitude that her dinner should be served to her earlier. Um, it's really weird. I think she doesn't know how to go off the actual time from the clock. Rather, she looks at where the sun is out in the sky and decides it's dinner time. So it's really creepy and weird and something that I definitely must look into because it's, well, it, it, it seems like the only logical thing behind it. Can get away with a lot later in the summer, but well, come into the autumn and the winter, I can't really get away with fecking too much at all. Now, uh, so this week, okay, we'll bring you, as always, the latest news from the canine world across Ireland. We have a nice little announcement coming up a bit later on about our yes, I can't believe I'm saying this in September. But regarding our Christmas campaign, and we'll give you a bit more details as well on our Halloween campaign, maybe next week. I can't believe I'm doing it in this order, but the Christmas one is a big charity one, so we want to get on the ball and get the ball rolling with that fairly soon. Also to come, we will be chatting again to Dr. Siobhan O'Neill from Tree Vets on our health hub this week. Uh, Dr. Simone O'Neill will be joining us to chat about lumps and bumps in your dog. So that's a interesting one to talk about because Bruno actually was under the care of Tree Vet there about just over a month ago, about five weeks ago now. And Bruno actually had to have a lump removed. It was a pretty big lump and he has healed up fairly well. So... He's back to himself, back to his big bowel self as per usual. And the wound itself was quite big on after the lump was removed. Luckily, the lump was actually benign. It was a lymphomic cyst. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And luckily, it was benign. There was nothing to worry about. So he's back to his happy self. Did have a long recovery, but he is... Back to his, like I said, his happy self. Now, okay, so before we kind of go to that, we're just going to take a look at the doggy news that is going on in Ireland. Now, okay, so two topics to really talk about this week. And first of all, uh, Hero Rescue Dog saves sleeping family from house fire. So Wilbur, a one-year-old Rhodesian Ridgeback, which, believe it or not, in Ireland is classed as a restricted breed. So it's on the restricted breeds list. But this doggy, a rescue doggy who was adopted from Dogs Trust, has been hailed as a hero 
for saving its sleeping family from a large house fire. Wilbur, a one-year-old teaching with back and former resident at Dogs Trust, was surrendered to charity as a young puppy in December 2021. His original owners surrendered him when they realised he was not a spaniel cross that they were promised, but a much larger breed. Now, look, that right there, I'll stop right there and say this is why you, when you're buying a dog especially, you buy from a well-known breeder, you buy from a registered breeder, you make sure all the paperwork is in order, and you don't buy from a back alley or off the side of the road or meeting someone at a petrol station. You go through the proper channels. Uh, be sure if you're looking to, like, for a registered breeder, check out the registered breeders in Ireland. You can look them up, and I'm going to tell you how to do that. Uh, so the Irish Kennel Club will have a list of breeders and there is a register of sellers and suppliers of pet animals as well. So that is from the government uh, website and you have a full list there of, on, from the Department of Agric- Agriculture, Food and the Marine. So be sure to look that up uh, to make sure they're actually on the registered breeders list. So, back to our little story here, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, his owner surrendered him. Now, luckily, this case of mistaken identity, it led to Wilbur's adoption in January of this year, and his new forever family never looked back. When his adopters heard the usually quite dog barking frantically, they knew something was wrong. And when Wilbur raised the alarm, the family quickly realised their house had been engulfed and flamed and they were able to quickly and safely leave the burning property. Uh, Wilbur's adopter spoke spoke of the event and what they described as frightening and said that Wilbur saved both me and my son's life. If it wasn't for the fact he backed until I woke to alert us something was wrong, I would have never known the house was on fire until it was too late. He's undoubtedly a hero in our eyes and forever our most loyal friend. The assistant manager at Dogs Trust Ireland, Sandra Roddle, said Wilbur's family gave him a second chance in life by adopting him and in turn he saved their lives and their home. She added, we are so grateful that everyone is okay and that the family and Wilbur could get to safety. Now, interesting fact, uh, Rhodesian Ridgebacks were originally bred for their bravery and to protect the family home, so it's no surprise that he lived up to his heroic courage. Now, look, every dog is special, but this doggy, that is a level special that is just... That's a hero doggy. And something I've actually seen that is being run, I believe it is by the Irish Kennel Club. I actually came across this from uh, Treehy Vets audio on today, I believe. And let me just have a quick look. And yes, so it is the Irish Kennel Club that are running this. And this guy leads into Onyx Epic. And it is the Golden Paw Hero Dog Awards. So, do you know a canine hero? Do you know a life-changing dog? A therapy guy dog, for example. A bravery dog, such as Wilbur there. A certain, like, even a certain rescue dog or a rescue 
uh, or yeah, a rescue dog, a companion dog or law enforcement dog. Do you know any of these amazing doggies? And if you want to nominate your hero, you can do that uh, by, let's see, submissions are made to goldenpaw at ikc.ie. That's ikc for Irish Kennel Club. Or you can post your entry to the Irish Kennel Club at Fortwell House, Harold's Cross Bridge in Dublin 6W. So check it out over on the Irish Cannon Club Instagram page as well. So you can, let me just bring you up the official post. I'm gonna actually share a link to this post as well. Uh, bah, 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 bah. That's, I always do this bah, bah, bah thing. That's just me trying to figure out and talk to myself as well. Uh, I don't actually see the post there, but I will put a link to the post when I find it in our, in our bio, in our bio. And let's see, I know it's sponsored by petinsure.ie, great insurance company, actually Bruno's insurance company, so it's great to have a puppy insurance company, a pet insurance company, really, really helpful, especially when Bruno was in for his operation, huge, huge relief on our shoulders here, and well look, having your doggy going in for an operation is never a relief, but when you know that they're being so well looked after by a team like Tree Vets, and uh, everything is covered by the insurance point of view, it's always a huge benefit. Now, our second story actually was uh, kind of released yesterday. And an Irish uh, doggy, a family pet named Bear, was rescued from the sea by Irish Coast Guard volunteers after falling from a cliff in Doolan County, Clare. They were alerted at around 4 30 p.m. on Wednesday when the family uh, pet owners report his fall from the 23 meter 74 height. Uh, Doolan Coast Guard volunteer Emmett McNamara was joined by two other volunteers and speaking to Ortiz Modern Island, he explained that the rescue boat was launching a bid to reach the dog named Bear. We needed a approach from the sea as the dog had obviously fallen down the cliff and was on a rock in the middle of this very narrow inlet, about 80 metres into the cliff face. They realised that they would require a D-class vessel, like a dinghy, to reach the dock. They located him at Paulnagour, where he was sitting on a rock in the middle of the water in a, particular, in a potentially dangerous area. He appeared frightened and terrified, and the dog jumped off the rock and tried to climb the cliff again. When he realised he couldn't climb the cliff, he made his way back to the rock and one of the crew got a hold of the dog with the boat hook. It sounds awful, but it was the dog's collar. Um, once he was held in position, uh, they were able to lift him into the boat. Bear, Bear escaped serious injury and was reunited with his owners who were visiting the county from the area from County Galway. The successful rescue effort was mounted and coordinated by watch officers at Irish Coast Guard's Marine Rescue Subcentre on Valencia Island in Kerry. And fair play to these guys. They risked their lives going out there and that's a that's a very happy ending. That could have gone awfully, awfully wrong. So yeah, uh that's um pretty pretty like something that could turn out really harrowing but 
thank God I had a happy ending. And again with Wilbur, thank God I had a happy ending. Two great stories that had a happy ending there. Unfortunately, not the happiest of stories, but, well, they had a happy ending. So that's the main thing. They had a happy ending. Now, uh, I'm waffling on, as per usual, a lot. I love to waffle. I do. Oh, and I, I also love waffles as well. So if anyone wants to donate waffles to me, please donate waffles to me. Um, Bruno and Millie will probably steal them up me. They do try and steal things up me quite a lot. But while I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee now, unfortunately I don't have waffles, so I'll just make the coffee. While I'm going to make myself that cup of coffee, uh, we have two things to come. We have the health coming up. But before we go to our main health hub, we want to chat a bit about uh, it's Dental Health uh, Month, Dental Health Awareness Month. Uh, for your doggy, and we are going to go over the three vets and we are going to chat to Dr. Dr. Ashley Bugler from Three Vets about the campaign that are running over at Three Vets this month. Ashley, a huge welcome back to the Big Bark. Thanks a million, Tara. Thanks for getting me back on again. No problem. So, Ashley, do you want to tell us about what Three Vets are running this month? Yeah, so we, um, we're running a dental health month in Treaty Vets this month. We um, had an exciting delivery this month. We've had dental x-ray installed in our clinic. And that's a really exciting piece of equipment because it allows us to do much more um, investigation into dental health issues in both cats and dogs. It's going to allow us to examine the roots of the teeth and the bones of the face and the jaws. And it allows us to pick up underlying problems much faster than if we didn't have it. It also means that in the future we'll be able to develop our skills and eventually start offering more advanced dental treatment in the future. So this is a big exciting kind of advancement for our clinic and it's inspired this dental health month this month for the month of September. So what we're offering is free dental health checkups for all dogs and cats. Everyone is welcome just give us a little call and book in and um, we'll go we'll do a full dental check of all the teeth and gums and the skin around the mouth and the face we'll go through brushing the teeth and diet and kind of general de- dental health with the owners um, and then um, we are going to be um, offering some free goodie bags too for the first kind of well we have a few left anyway um, and then we're we're hoping as well to as part of the kind of celebration of this month to, to we're hoping to film kind of a dental scale and polish of a little dog from start to finish and um, so that we might get that on our Instagram so owners can see exactly what goes on when their little dog or cat is in having their scale and polish done and um, so basically long story short we're offering free dental checkups for all dogs and cats this month everyone's welcome to come down just give us a buzz and we'll book you in and we're really excited to see everyone and kind of get the ball rolling with kind of pr- progressing dental health you know I told you before Dara, I'm really passionate about kind of dental health in all pets so we're really excited to really be pushing this forward and getting everyone on board with making sure their pet's dental health is is as best as it can possibly be. And okay Ashley uh, just to remind people like we know for as humans dental health is of vital importance how important is dental health in your pets? It's it's as important, yeah. It is it is very vital. So, um, we know that as I kind of I think we, we had a little we t- we talked about this before in a previous podcast, but just to kind of recap, you know, dogs dogs and cats they get really bad bacteria in their mouth. This builds up around the teeth and causes plaque and tartar to build up on the teeth. This obviously causes a smell, and then it causes bacteria to be in the mouth. So if you're 
dog is licking your face or anything like that, that's spreading the bacteria to you. And then down the line, this bacteria kind of invades in around the gum, can cause loose teeth, can go up into the gums and cause abscesses, which are really, really painful, can cause them to lose teeth or have to have teeth extracted. Um, and then long term, it can even cause things like heart disease. So that bacteria can get into the bloodstream and spread to the heart and cause heart disease. Um, so these things are really, really important. And then even things like fractured teeth, remember we were talking about how dogs can get bones stuck in their mouth or they can chew on sticks and stones and bones and get fractured teeth. All these things are really important. So if we're brushing our dog's teeth every day, we're going to pick up on these problems before they become real problems. If we're not checking our dog's teeth every day, loads of things can go amiss. And then that bacteria is building up or there could be fractured teeth that are there for a long time or even bits of sticks stuck in the mouth. So brushing your dog's teeth every day is really really important same as yourself and we'll go through all this in the dental check we'll show you how to brush teeth and even don't be put off if you think oh god there's no way I'll be able to brush my dog's teeth we have um, topical treatments that we can put on the teeth just with our fingers and most dogs are really tolerating like putting a finger in the mouth and letting you rub on a bit of gel it just can take a couple of weeks to get used to it but we're really happy to go through all that with everyone and we're really really passionate about it so please no matter what kind of temperament your doggy has we'll give it a go and we'll kind of show you exactly how to do it whether they're young old in between we'll show you how to brush their teeth and how to or how to put the kind of toothpaste or gel on the teeth to try and help prevent this tartar building up in the mouth and bacteria in the mouth so it's the same as ourselves are you know we brush our teeth every day we should be brushing our dog's teeth every day too that's great Ashley and if you want to be one of the people to get down and take a availability this this is running for the whole month Ashley isn't it of September the whole month September yeah just give us a ring book it in either Shannon or Limerick give us a ring we'll get you in um, we've lo- yeah, we've loads of spots left and we have a few goodie bags left too so um, we're really really hoping to see everyone down for the month of September that's great Ashley and thank you f- so much for coming on to the show to tell us about that today no bother at all Dara talk to you soon and a huge thanks to Ashley there for joining me again. Doc, that was Dr. Ashley Bugler from Tree Vets uh, talking all about the campaign that they're running this month for uh, the Dental Health Month over at Tree Vets. So if you want to get your uh, dog checked out, be sure to take them over to Tree Vets and get their dental health checked out because, like, look, it's so important as Dr. Ashley Bugler explained there. And coming up after this, we're going straight back to Tree Vets and we're actually kind of taking, I suppose, changing the topic of conversation here and we're going to be chatting a bit about lumps and bumps in dogs. So that's coming up right after this. Do you have a pet in need of a vet or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend? Whether it's for a regular checkup, microchipping, vaccinations or critical urgent care, you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon. Providing care for your pet since 1986, at Treaty Vets, your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061-328-511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram, Treaty Veterinary Clinic. Pride sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark. And we're back on the Health Hub again this week with Dr. Siobhan O'Neill from Tree Vets. Uh, Siobhan, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dara. Thanks for having me back again. All right, so Siobhan, the last day that you were on, uh, we talked a lot about, I suppose, going back to school, going back to the workplace. And today we want to shift yeah. gears a bit and, like, 
this is one that is, I suppose, particularly resonates with me. And it's uh, lumps and bumps on a dog and yeah. what to watch out for. Because, like, you know yourself, Bruno was in with E. He had a lump removed from uh, his side there a couple of weeks ago. And fair yeah. play, he took fantastic care of him. And he's healing. Mm-hmm. He's healing lovely now. And he's kind of getting back to himself as well. So he's happy. Out. Great. So, I'm delighted to hear it. Okay, Siobhan. So, like, obviously there can be a lot of different reasons for different lumps, different bumps on a dog. So would you take yeah. us through a few of the main ones? And I suppose when to actually, when should you actually be, like, taking specific care of a lump bump and getting it looked at? Okay. Well, um, yeah, so lumps and bumps. Um, basically, first of all, when we see the puppy at the... When the puppy comes in for our first vaccination, we do a full general checkup and we check for any abnormalities, any lumps or bumps. And usually what we would see in a puppy health check is maybe what we call an umbilical hernia. So that's where we where the belly button is. And it's just where the the belly button didn't close over properly. And there could be a little bit of fat poking through there. Or there could even be, if it's going right into the abdomen, there could be a little piece of intestine there. So that could be quite serious. These are only things in puppies now. So if you're rubbing your puppy and the puppy is on his back, just have a feel of along its belly. And if you come to a little lump, say just mid midways down his tummy, um, that would need to be addressed. So whether it's a tiny, tiny little pea-sized one or if it's as big as a walnut, we need to have a look at that because that will need to be repaired. Um, if there's a piece of intestine in there, um, the dog would be at risk of having a blockage or even the bladder could fall in there and then the the dog would have difficulty going to the toilet or may not be able to pass urine at all and then you'd be in serious trouble. So lumps and bumps, like these kind of things don't just apply to older dogs. There's plenty of um, plenty of lumps and bumps that we see in younger dogs as well. Um, other ones that we would see would be masses or what we call masses or lumps or bumps we don't know what they are they can be benign they can be malignant so that's cancerous or not cancerous and there's no way of us knowing that unless we have a look at the dog what there's lots of different tests that we can do um if we take if we remove the lump we can send it away to the lab and then the pathologist will be able to tell us if it is cancerous or if it's not cancerous and then we can proceed from there um, what we can do as general practitioners is um, we can, if something comes in and it looks a bit sinister, we know from seeing lots of different um, masses and tumours and lumps and things like that, if something needs to be addressed very, very quickly, um, we can pop a little needle in there, take some cells, we can look at it under the microscope ourselves, we can tell if it's just fatty tissue, we can tell if it's inflammation. Um, we can tell if there's infection there. So if it's just pus, you know, if there was, um, if your dog was bitten by another dog or bitten by a cat and a, a, a lump has arisen, all of a sudden it comes up very quickly and it can be very painful. Um, and owners can be very, quite worried about this, um, with good reason. And just very easily, if we put a little needle in there, we can tell if it is, you know, bacterial or if it is, as I said, inflammatory. But sometimes we don't know. And sometimes we'll know by feeling the lump. Like, is it just attached to the skin? Is it attached to the muscle? Does it, you know, is it internal? I can talk about internal ones a little bit later. Um, 
so if we're at all worried about it, I say just remove the lump um, and have it sent away to the lab for analysis where you get the specialist and they, the specialist pathologist will analyze it and they will send you a report within about four or five days and you'll know exactly what you're dealing with. You'll know the chances of recur, if it's going to recur and we can proceed forward then. We can take the steps um, proceeding forward. If it is something nasty like a cancer, we can go down, you know, we can um, go through the discussion of all the options there. There's lots of different options. And then a lot of the time it's not cancerous. Um, so that's great. But like Bruno, um, it's best to have a consultation with the vet. The vet. We'll have a look. Um, sometimes we need to clip the area to have a better look. We have to have a good feel of it. Um, we have to look at the color of it, the size, the shape, um, the consistency of it. And we'll have a little bit of an idea of what it possibly could be. But there's no way that we can know for sure what it is just by looking at it. Um, so most of the time we say, look, we'll have them in. It's, you'd, they'd have to have a general anesthetic, remove the lump, send it away, and we find out what it is. Um, sometimes we don't even have to send it away to the lab. Um, we can just, we, we can say, look, we don't know what it is. We won't be able to find out what it is if we don't send it away. And we just hope that it doesn't grow back. Um, so we have to give all these options to the owner. Um, so then, you know, so, sometimes these are just an uh, abnormal growth of cells in, in younger dogs. Even a lot of times you find them on the limbs, on the front legs or the back legs or even on the tail. Um, and it's just an abnormal growth of cells. And this is all inflammatory. So inflammation. Um, and then we see this a lot in the summertime as well. We can see them in the winter, but in the summertime as well. Um, and another one then would be um, in older dogs, we would see some mammary masses. So that would be like um, similar to in humans to breast breast cancer or breast mass or a breast lump. So in their mammary glands, if at all you feel a nodule, a pea nodule, or even bigger than that, like a walnut nodule or something that just feels abnormal. I'm always telling people like if your pet, if your dog is sitting on your lap at night time, always feel have feel their ears feel their toes feel their you know run your hand through their coat rub their bellies just to make sure that you know what's normal for them and then you'll be able to identify quite quickly if there's something not normal um and another good reason for that is you know as a lot of dogs don't like their feet being touched a lot of dogs don't like their ears being touched and if you do that every night then they won't mind it so much when they come to the vet um so Mammary lumps, they're a big one. Um, it, we see it a lot in older female dogs that aren't neutered. Now we do see it in dogs that are neutered as well. Um, these lumps can be malignant or benign, so cancerous or not cancerous. But we would, I'd always advise sending those to the lab to find out what they are. And then we can come up with a plan. Um, if it is cancerous, we'll come up with a plan. And this is all to prolong the life of the dog. But we also have to keep in mind the quality of life of the dog as well. And as well, what we have to go with what suits the owner. Um, so we have to work together. Um, and then another one that we see very commonly, um, which could have been in the case of Bruno as well, um, is dogs that get a benign fatty lump. And they are what we call lipomas. So a lipoma is just a fatty lump, but you, generally they're benign. 
Um, we see it in older dogs and they can occur throughout the whole body, um, generally on the abdomen um, or around the shoulder area, chest area. Um, and again, there's no way of knowing they're quite soft usually, but there's no way of knowing unless you go, unless you take some cells, have a look under the microscope. And that's something that you can do at the, us as GP vets, we can do that. We can look at that um, at the, under the microscope ourselves in our general practice and we can see lots of fat cells and we know then that this is a benign um a benign fatty mass basically and it's not going to do any harm to the dog um just one other thing i want to talk about quickly then because people don't actually think about this is um we see a lot of masses or lumps in dogs mouths and it's kind of the last place that you check yourself as a pet owner um, checking your dog's mouth you would never be thinking there's a, a lump in there and that's why we uh, you know when they come in for their yearly checkups we have a quick look at their teeth quick look, look at their gums you know that people might think oh we're just checking the teeth there we're always looking for masses in the mouth we try and open the mouth as much as we can it's not always possible in all dogs um, but we do see masses that grow on the gums they can be very hard and these can actually be quite nasty um, so if you find one of these, we I would definitely advise them to be removed straight away. And again, we'd send them off to the lab and um, find out if they are something nasty or something sinister or if we need to do further treatment. Um, and a lot of the time, complete excision or complete removal of these masses is curative, which is great. And again, the pathologist would be able to tell us that after we get the results back from the lab. Okay, and I suppose one uh, something that I've definitely learned myself when you have a dog that has like any sort of a lump at all, it does have to be removed. It it does really show you as well. I suppose the import, the real importance of having pet insurance as well for your vet. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now again, um, I advise every puppy that comes into me. I advise people to get pet insurance. Absolutely. Um, so then you don't, it takes the pressure off. You don't have to be landed with a veterinary bill, um, that you're, you, or you don't have to be worried that you can't afford to, to have the general anesthetic or the, or to, to remove the lump. Um, you want to do what's best for your dog, of course. Um, uh, but if you have pet insurance, just like you'd have insurance, well, some people have insurance for themselves, um, or like you'd have your car insurance. Um, it's not very expensive and, really it's invaluable at some stage in your dog's life you're more than likely going to have to have um a general you know they probably will have an illness or an injury just like you or I would and then that's where the pet insurance is just great because you just don't have to worry you're you're going to have to pay your excess of course and that's different for all insurance companies um but then, you know, you can get the best care for your dog and you, you won't have to worry about, um, you know, not being able to put food on the table or having to get a loan out or anything like that to pay for to pay for your for your dog's treatment. And also, if I suppose, for example, if the if a lump was cancerous, it would help a long way then to give your dog, as you mentioned, the best quality of life afterwards as well. Absolutely, yeah, because there's plenty, there's so much that we can do these days um, if the dog does have cancer. First of all, we would have we would ref well we would have a chat with the, spe the specialist oncologist. 
um, or a specialist that deals with whatever type of cancer we've diagnosed. And we could come up with a plan. Usually we would refer them to the specialist and the specialist would do the workup, just as they would in humans. Um, or else the oncologist or the specialist could give us advice as general practitioners and we could work with the client then and see if we can come up with a plan. Um, but as I said, all lumps and cancers and things like that, they're all different. Um, some of them can spread. Some of them, you know, may, there's lots of different chemotherapies out there. Um, not all lumps need chemotherapy. There's lots of different medications that we, you can give at home to to shrink down the size of the lump and there's different injections that we can give um but yeah it's important to keep an eye on lumps and bumps even to like draw with a permanent marker around the lump clip the area around the lump draw with a permanent marker um see you know i say watch it every single week or every couple of days see if it's growing if it's growing very very fast we need to do something about it for sure Okay, Siobhan, that's ideal, and we will leave it at that for today. Dr. Siobhan O'Neill from Treaty Vets on the Health Hub here at the Big Bar. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Do you have a pet in need of a vet, or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend? Whether it's for a regular checkup, microchipping, vaccinations, or critical urgent care, you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon. Providing care for your pet since 1986. At Treaty Vets, your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061-328-511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram, Treaty Veterinary Clinic. Proud sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark. And once again, thank you to Dr. Siobhan O'Neill for joining us there from Treaty Vet. Always great insight from the guys of Treaty Vets. Great to have them on. And they do wonderful work. Like I said, they really looked after Bruno when he had his own little lump to be removed. So, like, really thankful to them for all their great care that they give him and they gave Millie great care when she stayed there for about could have been nearly two weeks I believe a number of years ago when she had another operation and we will be kind of talking a bit more about that at a later date because it's another I suppose really important one to talk about so we'll get the guys and three vets back and we'll have a chat about that at some stage as well so just trying to adjust my microphone here because, you know, like I just, I don't know. I uh, I tend to try and adjust my microphone so that it's like giving the perfect, like, you know, volume and all that. But anyway, like I said earlier on, we are in the middle, smack bang in the middle of September that. Whoever thought we would be talking about... Santa Claus, or Christmas, or Jingle Bells, especially when, like, it looks like Christmas could never be cancelled this year, hopefully not, uh, which, if any kids are listening to this, it's not going to be cancelled, don't worry, we won't allow it, we'll kick the heck out of that government and make him, like, have Christmas, Christmas has to happen, it's a great time, not just for humans, not just for parents and their kids, 
Sport for Parents. <laughs> See what I did there? For doggy parents and any other pet parents and uh, furry kids. And again, I cannot believe I am doing this, but here we go. We are about to tell you all the details of our 2022 Christmas charity campaign. And yes, I even brought the Christmas music for the crack. Alright, okay, so you may remember last year we had our Christmas campaign. We launched a calendar last year. Our first calendar came out absolutely brilliant. We had merchandise last year as well, like bandanas and stuff like that. Also came out quite well. This year, we're changing it up a teeny tiny bit. So, okay. So Christmas will soon be coming. And it means some very exciting things. From the Big Back for our 2022 charity fundraiser. We are thrilled to announce the return of I Believe in Santa Paws for 2022. And this year, we'd like to be bringing back our calendar for a 2023 calendar. And for the first time ever, we are also launching a selection of charity Christmas cards. A designated website is being developed over the next few days as part of the Big Back and as part of this charity campaign. It's going to break my balls for the next few days trying to make this. But look, I'll get there. I got there last year. I'll get there this year. And, okay, the site will be de- uh, dedicated to the charity Christmas campaign. And it will be believe that the big bag e like last year as well our chosen charities okay also as well before going to also we will be holding a huge raffle in a once our special episode entitled i believe in santa paws in december we'll have a huge host of guests for that and we're really looking forward to that our chosen charities this is the big one for 2022 are dspca and limerick animal welfare now, here's how it works. So, last year, we had over 80 doggies in the calendar. And we want to be as inclusive as possible. So, this year, no dog that's submitted for the calendar will be left out. We will include every doggy into the calendar. Uh, the date to the link to submit images for the calendar... And the Christmas cards will be live on Tuesday the 20th of September. And in our bio. And apparently my music went because I talked too long. So I'll just uh, toss that on again. Or not. Apparently not. Okay. So the music isn't coming back. But that's okay. Who cares? Uh, Christmas music in December. Oh wait. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. We'll throw it back on in the background there. Okay, so keep it a bit low, because like, if anyone hears me playing Christmas music in September, they'll be questioning my sanity. I already am. Right, so the link to submit images for the calendar and Christmas cards will be live on Tuesday the 20th of September. It will be in our bio on Facebook, on Instagram, and our story, and everything else. The link to submit orders and pre-orders for and pre-order Christmas cards and calendars will also be operational from Tuesday the 20th of September. When you submit your images, you will have an opportunity to buy them. Okay, so like I said, no doggies will be left out of the calendar. Now, unfortunately, we cannot do that with the Christmas cards. We will have 10 different designed Christmas cards. So, 
what we're going to have on the Christmas cards, what we're looking for is images of 10 doggies in Christmas attire or in front of a Christmas tree. Something festive, something Christmassy. So doggies playing in the snow, anything festive, wintry, that you even lying in front of the fire, like with Christmas decorations over the fire, not going on fire, hopefully. The 10 best images that are submitted of doggies that are looking Christmassy, maybe a Christmas jumper on, maybe some reindeer horns, whatever you have, submit those images to us. The 10 best images will be chosen for the Christmas cards. Few guidelines on that. We have to be a bit strict on this. Images should, and this is for both the calendar and the cards. Images should con not contain humans with dogs or other animals as these are dog focus calendars and Christmas cards. Unfortunately, photos featuring humans or animals will be discarded, but we will ask you to submit another image instead. Christmas cards will be sold in packs of five. I will let you know the prices for the calendars and the cards next week. I am working those out, so they will be known on Tuesday. And they will be available for pre-order at a special price until November 1st. After November 1st, full price, early bar price will be gone, full price will apply to all orders. There will be additional cost for postage and for if you want to get it by courier as well. So there will be a few extra costs for that. Unfortunately, look, all the costs have gone up last, since last year. Our printing costs have gone up since last year. So we're trying to keep these as affordable as possible for everyone because we know what sort of a shitstorm everyone is in this year. It's going to be a very hard year and we're trying to be as fair as we can to everyone now, all profits from the sale of the charity calendar and the Christmas card packs will be donated to charity. The reason we're looking for 10 doggies in total is because, okay, I believe we'll have full details on Monday this, but I'm working out with the charities too at the moment. My plan will be that we will choose 10 images in total. Six of those will be from the public and two each from each of the charities. I believe that's the fairest way to do it. We might look at changing that a teeny tiny bit, but we will definitely know by Tuesday. So, yay. Okay, full raffle details will be available from mid-October. Raffle tickets will go on sale from the 25th of October. So, we're not putting the raffle kind of out there yet, but there will be a raffle it will take place in around the second week or so of December when we have our big festive episode. And I'll look, I'll have... That will probably be a live stream. That will probably be done live on Facebook, on Instagram. And sure, look, well, hopefully on Instagram and all. Because, like, you know, these Instagram live videos are impossible to try and do a live one. You may have seen the absolute hands I made of the live one last week or the week last week or the week before but made an absolute utter balls of it and i said right for the one that goes on spotify and itunes well you know i'm re-recording that because by god it was oh i was using a software um software called obs for live streaming used by a lot of gamers and stuff 
Oh my god, my laptop just got in all it. It crashed my laptop. And well, yeah, so you don't want to hear about that. All details that we have so far are up on our Instagram page. Now, you will see a few of the samples of what the Christmas cards will look like. Probably be a lot nicer than that, to be honest. But those are just kind of ideas. Uh, if you want to see what the calendar looked like last year, scroll back. You'll have to scroll back a good bit because we've done quite a lot this year. But scroll back to around halfway down the page. You will see what the front of the candle looked like. You'll see the different pages. All Most of the pages are up. You'll see what the calendars themselves. There's actually a four of them there as well. So you'll see what they all look like. And yeah, we do hope that all these will be ready to go to get out in the post by the end of November. And stocks will be limited because we will only be printing so many. Because, well, we obviously don't want to be left for a ton left. We sold out last year, completely sold out. And we don't want to be left for a ton of them this year. We're trying to keep them as affordable as possible for everyone. We will have to look at those pricing over the weekend. And we'll know on Tuesday, when the site launches, what the prices will be for the calendar. Like I said, look, they will be up in price from last year. Unfortunately, nothing I can do about that. Because the the prices have gone up for everything, as we all know. Um... Okay, so let's see. Uh, last year, yeah, they were 10 euro for Black Friday, 12 euro normally. Likelihood is they will be 15 euro this year. I'm going to put that out there. It probably won't include postage back in unless you're buying two or three of them. If you're buying two or three of them, we will do a good deal. We will do a Black Friday deal again this year if anyone wants to avail that. Um, can't say for sure if it'll be a good deal because, look, that's the way things are this year. We're all hopeful for budget day, huh? But that's kind of really all I have to talk about today. Uh, I realise that is pushing on Millie's actual dinner time here, which is 7pm. And Millie will be quite cross if I don't get my ass out of their studio and get out and feed her her lovely dinner. And actually, speaking of which, before I go, that's actually one thing I want to mention. I'm going to do a proper mention of it next week. Uh, I have the doggies on a new food, which is called Nadur, is the name of the food. If you're looking for this, it is available in Pet Stop. Uh, so they have various different size bags. I have the dogs on the door for the last couple of weeks. I will say that it has helped with Millie's, um, Millie's, uh, how do I put this politely? Millie's farty problem. I don't want to say it too loud because she's outside the door and will probably kill me for telling everyone. Yes, so that problem. It's definitely helped with that. And that's made our lives a bit better too. But they are loving, loving the nuts. They're really loving the quality of the product. It is, I believe, 70% chicken inside it or whatever flavor you go for. 
and it is, I believe, 30% uh, veg as well. Let me just see. I'm just going to have a quick, 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 quick look here. And right, uh, let me just see. Chicken. Okay. There we go. And the door. Here we go. The door. Pet food. So, the door dog food. Uh, 75%. 71% chicken, 29% food and veg. Completely grain-free, great food. Comes in four kilo bags and six kilo bags. So you can get that in Pet Stop, uh, wherever your local Pet Stop is. Now that's Pet Stop, not the, the who won, they're not the same ones as this. There's a crowd in Ennis, I think, called Pet Stop Discount Reed uh, Warehouse. Different crowd. Pet Stop is... You can buy it on petstop.ie. So you'll see kind of a preview of the product there as well. And yeah. So it is not the... Uh, look. Uh, it's not as cheap as what you're getting done. So anywhere like that. But I will say one thing. It is worth every penny that you pay for it. Because the doggies love it so much. They're so much more energetic and it's really, really good for them. I'm trying to wean them off any like meat that I mix into it because they're little sissies that won't just, they look at me when like I give them their food. I was like, daddy, what's this? Why, why is there no meat? I actually had to put pisto gravy into the other morning because I'm still trying to get them over completely after meat. But look, they love it. Uh, they're very happy with us and. It was, like, look, really, really, like, great food. Great great value because it is such a really high-quality food. So be sure to drop into Pet Stop and talk to the staff, the fantastic staff in Pet Stop in any of, your, in any of the Pet Stop stores and have a chat with them, ask them about Nador and tell them that you were sent by the Big Bark and... That's basically, yeah. By the way, I'm not getting paid to actually say that. But I just really stand by the quality of the food. Now, that is all for today. I waffled and I waffled and now I want waffles. So, thanks for listening. And if you want to follow us, you can do that by following our social media pages. Uh, we are on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Tactic, we're on Twitter. We're on whatever you can get your paws on. Uh, look us up, the Big Bark Podcast, and you'll find us wherever you go. Our website is thebigbark.ie. We're still not on Patreon because it's a bit of work being done in the back side, back end rather, uh, the back side. The, yeah, a bit of work being done in the arse of the website. And a few kind of different things going on there. We're switching uh, podcast hosts at the moment as well. So we moved over to a much better, more stable podcast host as well. And we're just doing some work on the website. So I'll hopefully have all that done on Monday as well. Uh, trying to do too many things at once. So that is the pain. Anyway, that is all the time that we have today. So thank you for listening in. Be sure that you give your doggies loads and loads of hugs and that you just let them know that they're the best doggies. 
Take care, guys. See you next week. Favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host Dara Burke and K9 co-host Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark.